Welcome back to another episode of the Sex Mancers Podcast. Okay, so I always have a little bit of trouble with the, you know, and the trouble that I'm having with the intro is how to start the show. I will record the intro several times over before I find one that I like. You know, do I start off by summarizing what it is I'm going to talk about? Do I share a personal story to connect? Or do I just jump right on in? So the first two to five minutes of a show tends to be a little clunky. So if you're a new listener, wait until after the five-minute mark to decide whether or not this show is for you. Now, obviously, a lot of you have come to really enjoy this podcast, taking a look at the download numbers, download statistics, and all of that. And I do thank you so much for tuning in each and every episode. And based off of the statistics, I'm being told that 71% of the audience is women. And that is great because that's who this podcast is designed for. This isn't just a general relationship advice show about men, here's what you do, women, here's what you do, this is how you all get along. No, this show is specifically directed at advice for women, women what you can do to take the first initial step to improving your relationship, whether that's with your husband, fiance, boyfriend, you know, what it is you can do. And I don't go through a script, I just put up a topic that I want to cover maybe a bullet point or two of things that I want to make sure that I cover and don't forget, because if I'm not careful, I might forget to bring it up altogether. But after that, I am unscripted and I just go through my thought process with you. And I understand sometimes that creates, you know, what they might call, you know, mistakes, you know, where I stutter or I trip over myself. And, you know, that's just really you seeing me going through my thought process on a particular subject. Because I want to be able to ensure that the advice you get is authentic, that it's really designed to help you and giving you insight into men and what you can do to, you know, improve the relationship. And I'm not talking about you're in a bad relationship. I'm just saying maybe the relationship is stale and I'm going to be expanding this, at least for this episode, for women out there who may be single and you're listening to this so that, you know, once you got a man, what you can do to keep them. But also on, on this episode, we're going to cover that initial, how do you get a man and then keeping them. And so this is an episode where I'm going to kind of take a look at some of the advice that is out there. Now, some of the bloggers and other podcasters, yes, they're really good. They're genuine and they're giving you real advice. But then there's the other ones, the ones who may have run out of ideas, who come up with all these convoluted you know, ideas and statements or convoluted techniques for this and that that are just maybe sound good when you're writing it down or when you're talking, but in all practicality out there when you're actually interacting with your man or in a relationship or just starting up in a relationship is not actually practical. It's way over convoluted. They want to overcomplicate things. And I can tell you, this is something that I see that comes up with women bloggers. So I can go through and I can read uh, a blog article and not look at who wrote it. And I can tell you if a man or a woman wrote it by how complicated it is. But more to the point, when it's women giving women advice on different aspects of the relationship, I can immediately tell that it's a woman giving advice to another woman just by being overly complicated, overly convoluted. Right? And you can also tell by some of the article titles. I mean, of course, if you see the 10 best techniques to giving a mind-blowing blowjob, yeah, it's pretty sure 
that that is going to be written by a woman because most men don't have any experience on what techniques you would use in performing the blowjob. We're on the receiving end. We just know how it feels. And there's a lot of you know advice out there, but there is one good advice that I came across in looking up for today's you know topic. And no, today's topic is not specifically about uh, the blowjob, but one of the advice they get, and they were saying, this was mind-blowing advice when I first heard it. And the number one tip to giving the best blowjob is be enthusiastic. And it's like, really? How many people did not realize that enthusiasm is one of the keys to mind-blowing sex? I mean, do you really think you're going to be able to give the best blowjob no matter what technique you use if you're down, if while you're down there, you make it obvious that you don't really want to be doing that? You're not very excited. You're just kind of, eh, I'm just doing this for your benefit. I mean, technique is less important than enthusiasm. And so that was some good advice. Now, as far as the techniques, you may have a lot of techniques to deliver pleasure. And I'll let you know that most guys, they're not able to tell what technique you're doing. They're not able to tell what individual thing that you're doing with your tongue or, you know, your lips. And, you know, we can feel the different levels of pressure on the suction. Yeah, but mostly we just feel it either feels good or it doesn't. And I can tell you being on the receiving end, you know, just... If I were to use my wife as an example, you know, she can go through and use the same technique every time, but even though she's using the same technique, it feels different. There's different levels of pleasure, you know, and she can go through, use this technique, be very enthusiastic. It drives me wild. I'm in bliss. Then she can use a technique, have little enthusiasm, even though it's the same technique and it doesn't deliver a whole lot. It, it doesn't it won't do a whole lot for me. You know, so this is all to say that technique is less important than enthusiasm when it comes to that. And yet you get all of this focus on technique, you know, and all these very complicated techniques from what I'm reading, and they're not focused on the practicality of it. I mean, even during sex itself, you know, you could be in missionary position and it's not that great. You know, because neither one of you is really all that excited or one of you is not very enthusiastic, not, you know, showing how much you enjoy it. And then you can do the exact same position and be enthusiastic about it and giving some feedback, you know, through moaning or whatever. And all of a sudden it is great. It is one of the best sex that you have. Enthusiasm seems to be one of the best advice that you can get for great sex and great oral sex. So all of this is to say that one of the problems that I have with a lot of the advice that is out there is they try to overcomplicate. When in reality, you need to follow the KISS rule, the keep it simple, stupid rule. Now, maybe you've heard about this in business or in some other aspect, but it's also true when it comes to a relationship. Now, I also see here, you know, the clickbait headline, nine tips to make him uncontrollably attracted to you. And this is what I'm going to cover here when it comes to flirting, flirting in a relationship, getting his attention initially. Now, flirting is natural. I mean, we all try to engage in some level of flirting at various stages of the relationship. It's also one of the first stages or one of the first things that you do when you're even initiating first contact 
to determine whether or not you want to start a relationship to begin with or to get the attention of someone that you're attracted to. Now, as time goes on and your relationship evolves, how you go about flirting changes. That initial flirting that you do when you first meet and have that first conversation is going to look a lot different than what it is, you know, 10, 15 years down the road after you've been married and have a few kids. And it should get even easier with time, the longer you're with someone, to be able to flirt with them and start initiating intimacy or just being fun in the relationship and just having a good time. And as I start diving into flirting and flirting techniques, I do want to point this out. While the show has been primarily focused on women who are already in relationships, and I know you've gotten a lot out of this, I'm going to be expanding beyond those already in relationships and start giving advice to women who are looking to start a relationship, who are currently single and maybe have their eye on a guy and they want to be able to land them. Now, maybe you're already watching, even are listening. Sorry, I haven't quite gotten to video yet, although I have a couple of video episodes, but maybe you're listening even though you're single because you want to know what to do after you land the guy. Well, I'm going to start also providing some advice to you as well and how to land the guy to begin with, in addition to what to do to keep him after you get him. Okay. So anyways, we're getting into flirting here and the tips uh, on flirting. And I came across one article here, and there are some things that I agree with, some things I disagree with, but the things I disagree with are probably on the getting overly complicated side of this. So I'm going to kind of hit what the bullet points are and give you what my advice would be instead of this, right? instead of reading this article. And I just want to say, women, when it comes to flirting, you have the natural advantage. In fact, when it comes to the relationship in general, you have the natural advantage. You have the natural advantage in being able to go through and start up first contact when you first meet somebody. And you have the advantage decade plus down the road, even after a few kids. And no, the advantage isn't just what's between your legs. And the fact that guys are more obsessed with what's between your legs than you are about what's between their legs. While that is an advantage, and maybe that helps highlight the other advantages that you have or make the other advantages that you have even stronger, that is not the biggest advantage that you have overall, all right? It may complement your other advantages. You know, and some of the other advantages that you have is outside of what's just between your legs is your body in general. Your body is designed to be sexually pleasing and attractive to men, you know, from your breath, your butt, and your body in general. But even that is not the reason why you have the biggest advantage in a relationship. That helps, you know, give you an even stronger advantage. You know, what's between your legs and the guy's obsession with that? makes the advantage that you have with your overall body even bigger. But the biggest advantage that you have in a relationship, and maybe you disagree with this, but this is just me being honest with you. The biggest advantage that you have in the relationship is that men are simple and you're complicated. It's much easier for you to figure out men than it is for men to figure out you. I mean, haven't you ever noticed how in a marriage and in a relationship, Men, uh, men are still confused about their wives, still confused about 
when to do what, figuring out their moods. And yet women know their men inside and out so well that they know their men better than the men know themselves. And that's what gives you probably one of the biggest advantages in the relationship from the very beginning of first contact to years later down the road is that you can figure out men a lot easier than men can figure out you. And yet for some of you, flirting is still very hard for some reason. And I really can't figure out what it is that you know some of you women out there are finding so hard when it comes to flirting. And maybe it's because you're introverted. You know, you're more, you know, inside and more, you know, you're just shy. Right? That's just another way of saying you're just shy. You're not naturally a people person. Okay. Okay. That is that is a genuine issue that you can go off. It's not one that is because of the guy or because of the social uh, lack of social skills or lack of attractiveness. It's just you're shy. You're not a very outgoing person to begin with. And flirting does require for you to put yourself out there and be social. Or you have low self-confidence, you know, for whatever reason. Maybe it's because of a bad previous relationship. Something went wrong and you're internalizing it and blaming yourself and you think there's something wrong with you. Or you're too self-confident about your body. Maybe that's why you're having a problem with the whole flirting. You know, you, there's something about your body that you don't like. You know, you, you don't think your breasts are uh, just right to be attractive for a man. Maybe one breast is slightly larger than the other. I don't know what the issue is. Maybe they, you know, don't perk together enough and instead spread outward or whatever it is, you know, too small, too big. You know, you, you can always find something wrong with your body in order to lower your self-confidence. Uh, and then that's what's holding you back. Or maybe it's your butt you don't like. It's too big. It's too small, too round, too flat. You know, no matter what your butt looks like, even if to the guy, your butt looks awesome, you will find flaws with your body that the guy actually doesn't see as flaws, but actually probably thinks is one of your best, most attractive features, physically attractive, not personality wise, but your low self-confidence about your body. And look, men are not uh, the same as far as what they're attracted to about a woman. Right, some men are attracted to the breast. Right, and so you're holding back and you're being self-confident, are lacking self-confidence because you don't think your breasts are the way they should be. Right, but what if instead he's attracted to your butt? You know, he's more of an ass man. You know, your butt is the first thing that he notices that gets his attention. Well, then focusing on your breasts when really the asset he is most attracted to is your butt is you focusing on the wrong thing. And in the end, you're not going to know what type of guy he is about what he's attracted to physically until you make the move, right? until you make that initial contact. Now, there are different ways to go about making contact depending on, you know, and this is for the single women, depending on whether it's a guy you are just seeing for the first time, you think he's hot and you want to make contact, or maybe it's a guy that you've been friends with for a while and over time, you've started developing feelings and attractiveness towards him. Well, there's a couple of ways you can go about that. Now, flirting is pretty general. First of all, you got to see the person. You got to have some sort of attraction. And to do that, you kind of make contact and you kind of, you know, for women, you can just kind of look at a guy and just kind of smile and flirt and how you dress can, you know, help draw his attention to you, you know, but eventually one of you is going to have to make contact. 
Now, guys, you know, while we have more of a bravado and we're willing to go up and make that contact, we actually have more reason to be scared of making the initial contact than you women. See, guys generally are about the same emotionally and, you know, um, throughout the entire month, you know, all day. I mean, we may, we'll have our bad days, of course, and you never know if he's just having that one-off bad day. But for you women out there, and this is why you have the advantage, is that a guy can go up to you one day. He can say something, act the same, act a certain way, and you respond to it. You like it. Maybe it's because you're ovulating. And so you're more receptive to it. You're already horny and you're looking you know, to get some. And you're trying to give this guy a chance to prove that he's worthy because you need some, right? But take that exact same guy approaching you the exact same way, saying the exact same thing, only you're PMSing, all right? You, you start understanding where, the, where you have the advantage here in guys being much simpler. Your moods and what does and does not work and all that depends on where you are in your monthly cycle, and that's what keeps men off balance. And then, of course, you got to start the conversation. You know, you got to find something in common. It's a lot easier to do that with a friend, uh, with a husband, than it is with a stranger, but it is possible. All right. So there's a lot of things uh, to go about. Now, I can go through, you know, the steps of flirting, you know, uh, flirt, 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 and all that. But let me put it to you this way, ladies. Flirting isn't, isn't really that complicated, but at the same time, you just got to understand this. What you say, right, and how you say it, you know, isn't the most important part. It's your body language. Your body language is the biggest part of your flirting. And it's what the guys are going to notice and be the most receptive to. All right. So if you're going up and, you know, you're smiling, you know, you're, you're dressed, you know, a little bit for flirting, you know, you kind of, you know, wearing stuff that shows a little bit of skin but still keeps you appropriately covered, you know, and what that is probably depends on the time of year, you know, your V low cut shirt to kind of start showing a little bit of cleavage and, you know, shorts, maybe not so much Daisy Dukes, but, you know, just kind of like regular shorts, you know, whatever. And maybe your low cut shirt is also mid drift or, you know, maybe that, or maybe it's tight fitting, but fully covered or whatever. But if it shows off your body, now, if you're going out there and you're trying to flirt and you're wearing, you know, baggy sleep pants and an oversized shirt, your body language is kind of saying you're not really interested in, you know, you're not looking for anything. Right? And so even if you smile and you are witty and you're making innuendos, your body language is saying no. And so they're probably going to be thinking, OK, this is just their sense of humor. This is just how they are. Hey, you know, this person's kind of fun. But then if you just change your clothing, more tight fitting, maybe showing a little bit more skin and say the exact same thing, the guy is going to look at you like, oh yeah, oh yeah, okay, I get it. She, she's interested, All right? She's genuinely interested, you know? And so body language matters more importantly than verbal language. And your body language, you know, it's not like you need to overly shake your butt or to go off there and, you know, basically have your breasts hanging out of your shirt, you know, or, or anything. It just needs to be 
Well, if you smile and you put your and you make sure that you're happy, your body language when you decide to start flirting is going to naturally go through and start getting his attention. But that involves you needing to have confidence in yourself. Now, I can't cover all situations, but I can cover a little bit. So whether it's a stranger uh, that you're just meeting for the first time, or it's a friend that you've developed feelings for, or maybe it's your husband, what are some of the ways that you can go off and flirt with him naturally? Or what gives you opportunities to really flirt and let him know that, hey, you're wanting some tonight, or hey, you're, you're just wanting to show affection. Okay, so here's one of the things that you can do. Compete with him. Men love competition, right? Men love competition, and they like women that can hold their own and be able to hang out somewhat with the guys while maintaining their femininity a little bit. But little competition. Men bond by doing stuff. So if you're, for instance, you see a guy, right, and you want to make contact with him, and you just go up to him and all the entire thing is about you talking, you trying to strike up a conversation. You have a lot of small chat trying to figure out what he's interested in. And it's just talk, 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 talk. Well, that's not going to be as effective because eventually the guy starts tooting out and maybe he's just, you know, looking at you and starting to fantasize a little bit. You know, the whole talking and sharing feelings is not the main way in which men bond. Men bond by doing things. And so if you can find a way to have some sort of competition, you know, and you don't need to be overly aggressive or you don't need to dominate and win in the competition. You just need to show that you can keep your own or that you can have fun. And so let me give you an idea here of something that you can do. Maybe the guy that you are seeing and that you're attracted to is playing basketball, right? Is playing basketball. Maybe it's one-on-one, one-on-two-on-two. Maybe it's, you know, three guys just playing, you know, horse challenging each other. And you want to get in and maybe you turn it into a two-on-two game or whatever. But getting into the competition in basketball or you see a guy just shooting hoops and practicing, maybe you get in there and say, hey, you want to play a game? First one to 21 wins. All right. Now, what does this do? This gives you the perfect opportunity to be able to flirt with him. I'll give you another example outside of basketball, you know, just to try to, you know, get your creativity going. But let's say you're playing basketball. Well, if he doesn't want you to make the shot, he's got to guard you. Right. So he's pressed up against you, which means you're kind of almost in a doggy position, right? A standing doggy. You have your back towards him. He's kind of pressed up against you uh, from behind. What are some of the things that you could do to flirt with him? Well, while he's pressed up against you, maybe you can wiggle your butt a little bit and then you can go around and shoot hoops and, you know, he'll smile. And, but if you get any hint that maybe, you know, he wasn't all that interested, you could say, Hey, that was a good distraction. So you do have an excuse out if the reception is not very well, you know, you could just say, Hey, it was good uh, distraction or if he seems very receptive, there you go. Now you can turn basketball into flirting through competition because you're going to be rubbing up against each other. You're going to have time, you know, for, you know, your butt to rub against his crotch, you know, to try and sexually stimulate him and and have fun laughing. And you can find ways to kind of bump up. And then uh, as he's showing more and more receptiveness, 
Maybe you can reach in to grab the ball, but oops, you kind of miss the ball a little bit and you get more to his crotch. I mean, you kind of judge based off of reception how to go about flirting, but it's a great way to start the initial process of flirting. Plus, as people are exercising, they do tend to feel better. They do tend to get a little bit of adrenaline going, kind of a euphoric feeling, and you're starting to get him to associate that euphoric feeling with you touching them during the competition. It's a great way to get to rubbing up against each other. But that's not the only way you can go about it, and you don't even have to be that subtle about it. So this would be maybe a scenario for a younger woman who you know, has been friends with a guy or hangs out with a guy once in a while and has developed feelings and is wanting to be able to show that. Well, and this will work in a marriage as well, right? So let's say your guy is doing something like playing video game, right? There's a lot of people uh, playing video games, you know, long past their teenage years, into their 20s and even into their 30s and even into their 40s, okay? Let's face it, we got a generation of people who grew up playing video games and have enjoyed it well into their adult lives. So you can compete with him in the video game, right? You just grab the controller and maybe it's a fighting game and you go off to compete and you try to beat him a little bit or, you know, it's some other type of game where you're competing against each other. And so you're going off and you're having that bit of a competition. Now, here's one of the things that you can do as far as turning that competition into an opportunity to see whether or not he would be receptive to you sexually on that day or romantically on that day. So you're going through, you're having it. Maybe he's won a few times. Maybe he's gone through and, you know, he's beaten, you know, won the three rounds in a fighting game or, you know, a a war game or whatever it is. It doesn't really matter the type of game. And so you want to go off and see whether or not he's receptive for that night, you know, for you married women, you know. And for you women who are out there single trying to get trying to turn your friend into a relationship. So you're competing in the game. Maybe you've won a few times. Maybe he's won a few times. Well, here's what you could do. You know, first you start standing up and jumping, you know, while you go through and you maybe do some fighting or maybe you, you don't even have to jump, but you just kind of stand up and maybe walk uh, towards the TV uh, so that you're closer to the TV than he is. And maybe you lean forward giving him a nice view of your butt. And now he's starting to see that, ooh, that butt looks nice. You know, and he starts getting a little distracted in the game because now he's looking at your butt more than he's looking at the screen. And so you can kind of go through and maybe you could try and find some way to check how well or how often he's diverting his attention towards your butt rather than the screen because that guy it could easily be just as attractive and developing feelings for you, but is concerned that you haven't shown anything that would show that you were receptive to it and therefore doesn't want to ruin the friendship. You know, because as long as he's friends, he could try and find a way to try and make subtlety or whatever to try and gauge whether or not you would be receptive. Well, you taking the initiative, going uh, closer to the TV while you're having the controller and leaning forward to accentuate your butt. That's the first initial process. Now, if he keeps winning and you're tired of losing, you could go through and claim it as a desperation move. But what you could do to throw him off balance is just quickly turn around, lift up your shirt and flash him your breasts. 
and you know him being stunned by that, and then you could put it back down and go back to the game and maybe score the winning blow. Now, this gives you a way out. If he's receptive to that and he starts showing signals that, hey, he's wanting to move the relationship further, there you go. You got your nice in. And it's very simple. But if he's not showing himself as being all that receptive or all that interested, you have your way out. You know, it was like, I got tired of losing. So I want, so I thought if I distracted you, I could win. You kind of see how it gives you both versions of that. Now, if you're married, well, yeah, I mean, that's, you don't need an excuse. You know, you go through, you start wiggling your butt while playing the video games, and then you turn around, you start flashing them. He'll put down the controller, and then you can just start going in and kissing them. Or maybe you just do that as a tease to initially spark that day's interest. You know, you start the tease and then you go back, you know, uh, wiggling your butt in front of the TV and distracting him more. And maybe then you start touching him or, you know, you're side by side playing the game after you've done that and you need another distraction. So you reach in and grab your husband's uh, cock uh, while he's, you know, playing the game and you're doing all of this teasing, but you're doing it during competition to try and distract. Him. You're teasing him while you're competing. You're distracting them for the advantage. And so you can see how a little competition can open up, you know, ways and excuses for you to start initiating flirting and starting to show uh, flirting with your body and being able to also use what's going on, basketball, video games, whatever the situation is, to start making sexual innuendos about what it is you're doing. And then you can gauge the reaction and interest. Now, women, when you're married, you pretty much know that you don't really have to do a whole lot to, you know, to figure out that your guy's interested. In fact, if you're married, you know, technically you don't really need to go through a whole lot of flirting. You can just, you know, walk out in front of him naked if you're in a long-term relationship, you know, but it's still fun to do all the flirting, getting them all riled up and getting in the mood. And that's part of building up the enthusiasm for later on, isn't it? You know, when are you most enthusiastic about sex? When it's just random out of the blue, you know, and just say, hey, baby, you you horny tonight? Or when you've been flirting and playfully teasing each other uh, throughout the day. From my perspective, sex is usually better uh, when you're when you're more enthusiastic and you're usually more enthusiastic when you've spent more time teasing and doing innuendos and building up to it rather than it just being out of the blue. Now, does flirting through competition always work? Is that a guaranteed recipe for success? Well, that kind of depends on you a little bit. So let me go off and try and give you a couple of examples here of how you may hinder the effectiveness of your flirting through competition or what you can do to make it more effective. Okay, so let's take the basketball example. You know, you're rubbing up against each other. You know, maybe you wiggle your butt on his crotch when he's trying to guard you, you know, as part of the flirting and distracting. Now, he understands that there's two possibilities, that you're just trying to distract him in order to get an advantage to win, or you could actually be flirting with him. And now he's trying to figure out which one of those is which. Well, he's going to judge that based off of your facial expression. You know, if you have, you know, competition face, you know, you're not really smiling and you're just, you know, your body language is all about competition. 
Well, then he's going to think that, okay, this is just a distraction. She's playing dirty here to win. But if you're, you know, going off and you're smiling, your body language is relaxed and you're going off and you're showing that this is all about fun for you. Okay. Then he's going to know that you are flirting and then he's going to start responding, flirting back. You know, there's a lot of different ways uh, to determine whether someone is flirting because actions can be interpreted different ways. And one of the ways they interpret uh, the action is based off of the facial expression. You know, how serious do you look versus how playful and fun you are being with uh, the video game example, right? Yes. You know, going, turning around and flashing them your tits, you know, is a pretty effective distraction. But is that because you're overly competitive and you're looking for any competitive advantage or, or are you flirting? Well, there's a couple of ways to go about that. You know, laughing, you know, afterwards, you know, just kind of showing that you're having a good time. That's one way. But another way is instead of just turning around, lifting up your shirt and then putting it down and going back to the game, you know, you turn around, you lift up your shirt, flash your boobs, maybe jump up and down. Uh, while uh, being a little funny and a little silly, you know, you could be jumping up and down going, woohoo, you know, in order to further get his attention, smile. And then you can either go back uh, to the video game or you can walk up to him with your shirt up, you know, while you're wiggling your tits and all of that. And, you know, again, you know, you still have the way out that you're just trying to distract him so you can win. And that's how important winning is to you. But if he seems receptive, well, then the video game starts becoming, well, irrelevant. And he starts realizing, hey, she's into me and starts going for that. I mean, you can find probably about a million different ways through uh, different types of competition in order to initiate flirting. And being able to gauge his recept uh, receptiveness and being able to have an out as you just trying to give uh, get a competitive advantage and a way to signal that, yes, you are seriously interested in him. And if I were to try and clarify this as simply as possible for you, I would bring you back to the earlier point when talking about blowjobs that, you know, technique was less important than enthusiasm. And the same thing is with flirting in general, whether you're just trying to attract the guy initially, turn a friend into a boyfriend, or you've been married for years. It's not so much about what you do. It's the enthusiasm behind what it is you're doing. You can make a sexual innuendo, but if you have the wrong tone and the wrong facial expression, that won't be recepted as flirting. You know, versus, you know, the smiling, the playfulness, the your body movement. It, it's how enthusiastic you are about going th uh, with the flirting, how, um, how playful you are being. And with the whole through competition, you know, it's about, you know, your enthusiasm and, you know, your facial expression with the body language more than the actual actions or statements that you are making. And you can do this even outside of competition. Now, this next part you can do while you're doing all the other flirting with competing or while you are, you know, just not competing. But that is, you know, compliments with teasing, right? So, you know, you don't have to 
go off and just constantly go, oh, my form of flirting is just shaking my butt, bouncing my titties and, you know, reaching for them and rubbing up against them. That, that, that's some of it, but that's not necessarily everything to it, right? You can also do this, you know, through some verbal cues. You know, you, you notice how there's an old stereotype of guys doing cat calls at women or whistling at women. Well, what if you, you know, while looking at your guy and, you know, while you're kind of being flirtatious with your body, maybe you whistle at him going or saying, hey, handsome, you know, just kind of going off in that. Now, I get it. It's not really all that original, but, you know, your guy is pretty simple and guys um, may not catch up on some of the more subtle cues that you're giving. I mean, I, I'm not sure if you noticed this, but guys can be somewhat unperceptive. And even when you're practically throwing yourself at them, if you're not verbally making statements, you know, for instance, back in the high school, I still remember this. There was a girl, I was into her, but I could never figure out if she was into me. And one night she uh, set it up to get herself to be able to spend the night at my house. Now she initially went through this complicated plan, you know, where she says she was going to spend the night at a friend's house. So, you know, I picked her up because she needed a ride and I drove her to her friend's house. And then after uh, getting there, she tells me to, you know, just kind of wait. And then she goes, rings the doorbell, knocks on the door, her friends answer. And then she comes back to the door and goes, crap, I can't actually spend the night here tonight. Something's changed. And then she looks at me and goes, can I spend the night at your house? I'm like, okay. So we just kind of sit and talk and everything. And then it comes time to go to bed. And she asked me, well, where am I sleeping tonight? Now, I wasn't picking up on what she was you know, trying to come at. So I set her up in the guest room instead of my bedroom. Yeah. And then the following morning, you know, she went to take a shower and she was already undressed and ready to go. But she acted like she didn't know how to operate because she was used to the two knob shower, hot and cold water versus one knob of just turning. So she's naked in the bathroom, ready to jump into the shower. And she's asking me to come in uh, to help her figure out how to get the change the temperature of the water. And I just shout it through the door how to do so. See, Looking back at it, especially as the rest of the day progressed and her wanting to wear my class ring, you know, just she said it was for fun, whatever. I look back at it now, realizing what she was doing. She was trying to flirt and she was trying to make sexual advancements. But even though she was, you know, making, you know, setting it up to spend the night with me, to try and spend the night in my bed and maybe was making, you know, a little bit of innuendos here and there. I wasn't catching up on that. I wasn't picking up on what she was, you know, trying to do because she was also being somewhat subtle about it. She, you know, just her overall body language and facial expression didn't seem to be going towards where she was actually leading. Her body language and facial expression didn't seem to be leading to she wanted to sleep in my bed with me, you know, or... I wasn't catching up the next morning that she was trying to, well, invite me to see her naked. I just wasn't picking up on that. Now, I figured it out later, but I wasn't picking up on that initially because of what was, you know, just, you know, I don't know that there was just something her body language just wasn't necessarily telling me or, you know, her verbal statements because, you know, while she would make a joke or an innuendo here and there. 
you know, it was kind of more of a serious, you know, face or more, you know, everyday face. I just wasn't picking up on the cues. And so, yeah, you can feel free in your flirting to be a little more overt, you know, and your body language, how you dress, you know, how you're rubbing up against them, you know, uh, just making overt sexual, you know, um, movements and then, you know, feeling free to just be more verbal about it. You know, the cat call whistles, handsome, call them sexy. You know, you don't need to be all subtle. I mean, this is the problem too many women have in a relationship and trying to get a relationship started is they try to be overly clever. They try to be overly subtle. And it's more about their lack of self-confidence than it is about the receptiveness of the guy. And the problem is when you're being too subtle, the guy's not picking up on it. Or if you're giving him mixed messages, you know, uh, your tone of voice versus what you are saying, your body language versus what you are saying, your facial expression compared with the rest of your body language. I mean, you just need to be, you know, straightforward with the guy. He is, it is pretty simple. And what's the worst thing that's going to happen? He says no. I mean, if you were to just go up to a guy, you know, and you liked him and you said, hey, baby, want to fuck? I know, I know, kind of a vulgar language. But what What is the worst case scenario? He says, no, thank you. He says, no, I'm not interested. Is that really a horrible outcome? And if he's not interested and that's your type of personality, would he have really been a good match for you? So you need to stop with this lack of self-confidence. You need to stop with this whole body issue thing. And you need to be willing to take more of the initiative and be more overt and obvious and open about what it is you are trying to do. He'll either respond or not respond. Now, if this is a situation where you're just trying to get the relationship started, you know, it's best to be, you know, very much open and overt about what it is you desire with him, right? Otherwise, what? You're going to be so subtle. He's not going to pick up on it. And then you're going to either internalize that thinking that, you know, you're just unattractive or you're just not, you know, good at flirting. You're going to either internalize it or you're going to go off and wonder what's wrong. You're just going to be torturing yourself, wondering how to get his attention when you're avoiding doing the one thing that will actually get his attention, being very direct about it. Now in marriage, you know, yeah, you can be more subtle if you want, and you can gauge whether or not, you know, your guy is going to be receptive, but you do have the advantage over the single woman when it comes to initiating sex and getting uh, the attention that you want. Your guy, you know him. You know what type of flirting does and does not work with him. And you can adjust your flirting to that. You know, you can start off, you know, with subtle hints here and there. And then as you get closer to the opportunity to be able to have sex, you know, waiting for the kids to go to sleep or, you know, um, you know, what, just relaxing. Maybe you like it more at night. Maybe you like it more in the morning, whatever. You know, but as you get closer, you're freely able to be more overt about your flirting. And so, you know, you just need to think about this way. When you're single, you need to think about just flirting as if you were already together for a while. Just be out in the open about it. Don't torture yourself trying to be so subtle that he's not picking up on it and then wondering why he's not responding. All right. You kind of get that. You know, and you got to figure out which flirting style naturally works for you. You know, is your flirting style the more 
physical flirting? Is it being playful, you know, and, you know, really being playful with your body? And, you know, is it that you try to get him to flirt with you? Well, if you're trying to wait for him to flirt with you before you're willing to be more overt about your flirting, you may be waiting for a long time if he's not understanding that you want him to flirt with you, especially in this day and age, right? Especially with the Me Too movement and all of that. You know, a lot of guys have gotten too scared and are being overly confident, or not overly confident, but overly cautious about how they perceive a woman, what women are doing or what they are wanting when they think that there's some flirting that may be going on, okay? So you got to understand that now, again, married women, you don't have to worry about the whole Me Too movement and your guy being, you know, overly cautious. You know, you know how he's going to respond. You can be, you can be very overt, but some women and marriages still try to do the traditional, you know, trying to find some way to subtly motivate him to initiate flirting and initiate sex. Now, stop torturing yourself. Just be very direct about it. Now, when I say be very direct about it, that doesn't mean just go up uh, and have your opening move be, hey, baby, you want to screw? That, that's not what I'm saying. I just mean be very direct with your body language. Be very direct with your innuendos. Be very di- direct with your facial expressions and being playful. Just be very out and open about what it is you want. And you know what? You can help yourself be more direct. I mean, if you are uncomfortable, you know, starting to go through and just kind of whistle at a guy, you know, or call him sexy. Even if after years of marriage, that feels uncomfortable to you, there are still ways that you can go about doing the flirting and making sure he picks up on it, you know? So for instance, you're being flirtatious with your body, you know, you're kind of relaxed, your clothes are, you know, very revealing, you know, or at least somewhat revealing, whether cleavage, showing some midsection, you know, or just being very tight. You know, you got the clothes down, you're smiling, you're laughing, you're, you know, being a little playful, you're making innuendos. Now, what is some of the, one other thing that you can do without just being directly, hey, baby, I want to screw that you can do in your flirting, your your hands, you're basically sign language. So, you know, as you're talking while you're being playful, think of your hands like you do when you're dancing, you know, when you're dancing out there on the dance floor, what are you doing? You know, yes, you're shaking your butt, you're you know, kind of flopping your breasts around. And of course, you're basically, you know, trying to attract the attention of a guy while having fun and making sure he knows that you're in the mood. I mean, that's kind of a lot about what going to a dance club is about, isn't it? But what are you doing while you're also dancing if you didn't go there with a date and you're trying to attract the guy? You're using your hands and your hands roaming, uh, you know, through your body you know, to provide that extra signal. Well, you can use your hands while you are flirting, whether that's with your husband or with the guy you just met. You know, so while you're dressed appropriately, you got your body language, you know, loose and you're being playful, you got the innuendos. Well, when you're talking, maybe you uh, bring your hands up when you're talking to almost into a position where it starts providing the imagination of you being of you cupping your breast, even though you're not actually touching your own breast, but you bring your hands up there and it starts drawing his eye attention to your breast because that's where your hands are and that's where your hands are moving. 
Or, you know, as you're talking, you kind of bring your hands down into kind of a motion where it almost looks like they come together to point at your vagina, you know, and you start bringing, you know, it down there. Or, you know, in competition, you know, you just kind of kiss your hand and smack your butt. It kind of signals kiss my butt, but it's also there saying, hey, I'm drawing your attention to my butt. You kind of use your hands to direct his eyes to the parts of your body that is based off of sexuality, your breasts, your butt, and between your legs. You're using your hands while you're talking to draw the focus there. And and as you're drawing the focus there, you're enticing him. You're also making it even more obvious what your intentions are, and therefore he feels more confident responding to your flirtation as a sign of flirtation, and therefore being more open about it. And so you'll see that if all your other flirtation hasn't been working or hasn't been getting his attention as much as you would like it to, you know, that little bit of just how you move your hands to draw his eye focus to the different parts of your body will amplify, you know, what you're wearing as flirtation, amplify your body language and amplify your innuendos. Now, when it comes to touching him, this is kind of where you have to have a lot of self-awareness and a lot of social IQ because you want to be able to, you know, start rubbing up and touching him, but you don't want to be annoying about it. And so you got to try and just judge what the right level of touch is versus, and versus what's over-touching it, right? You don't want to be the type of person that, you know, they just find annoying on the personality basis because you're hanging all over him and you're smothering him before he's even decided how receptive he's being to your flirtation. But some light touching, you know, you start off with little bits of touching here and there, you know, especially if you're doing through physical activity, but you can also just kind of find ways to rub up against him once in a little bit, you know, and then based off of how receptive he is, you can increase your frequency and level of touch while you are flirting. You know, just like, you know, a guy's opening move shouldn't be taking his hand and reaching in between your legs. That's not going to be your opening move. You know, um, you got to use all these other things uh, to be able to do that. Now, if you're married, okay, yeah, you can easily just walk up to your partner, you know, to your man and just grab him by the crotch and say, let's go. Yes, (laughs) marriage, yeah, you can do that. You've been there for a while. You know, so yeah, I know that this show, as I try to go back and forth between single women and married women, I find it's a little bit, this back and forth is a little bit more challenging to make it relevant to both sides than I had initially thought. Now, you know, you wives out there, you girlfriends, you know, any once you've been in the relationship, you can, you know, rub up against them all you want and be very flirtatious. Of course, he's going to be receptive. He's already dating you. You know, and so if you're already dating, you you can just be very overt and direct and signaling that, yeah, baby, I'm horny. I want you tonight. You know, you can be very direct about that with your body language, your innuendos, you know, your personality and rubbing up against them. Meeting a guy for the first time, you just, you know, you just go about it and you just, you basically have to take a look at how he's responding to you. If you're, you know, going off your dressed in a way to show off your body. You're 
you know, your body language is all inviting. You got a nice smile on your face and you're using your hands while you're talking to direct his focus, you know, to your body. Right. And yet he's not being receptive. Then he's just not interested. Right. And for married women. Yes, I get it. There are going to be times when your husband just had a bad day and therefore he's not seemingly interested. But if you just decide to strip naked in front of him, uh, you'll change his mood pretty quickly. Now, all of this is to say that when it comes to flirting, while there's no single piece of advice anywhere about relationship, dating, or sex, that's 100% effective for every person for in every situation. The key to successfully flirting, whether that is your initial meeting with that guy, the first time you've ever interacted with that person, to the guy you've been married to for over a decade. The key to successful flirting is simply to keep it simple. The kiss rule, keep it simple. You know, uh, you want to make sure that you're positive, that you're displaying a happy, fun, go lucky mood, that you're not, you know, talking about negative uh, things that have happened or past relationships, you know, and that you don't dwell on, you know, the if it doesn't go very well, you don't dwell on it not working because it's not going to be 100% effective, but just keep it simple, right? Keeping it simple, dress appropriately for flirtation, uh, for flirting. The appropriate dress is anything that shows off your body, you know, whether that's tight fitted clothes to you in a bikini, right? Dress appropriately for flirting, have your body language, you know, being loose, flirtatious and letting it flow and move smiling and laughing and having a pleasant tone of voice while you make innuendos or having a sexual tone of voice while you make the innuendos. I mean, not overtly sexual tone of voice, but not to the point where it's cheesy as, as in porn, but just have that tone of voice. Use your hands while you're talking to draw focus to different parts of your body and just make it obvious about your attraction and sexual interest. That's it. Just keep it that simple. Dress appropriately. Ha make sure your body language and your attitude, tone of voice signal the right message. And then just be obvious out in the open. That will work far more than you holding back, waiting to get him to flirt with you. And it's a lot more successful than you trying to be very clever about making subtle hints. And guess what? If keeping it simple and keeping it obvious doesn't work and gaining his attention, whether it's 10 years of marriage and you're just wanting to make sure he's aware that you want to get it on that night, or whether it's the first time you're meeting the guy, if keeping it simple and keeping it obvious doesn't work, then guess what? Being very subtle and confusing wouldn't work either, right? So by keeping it simple and keeping it obvious, the main thing that you are doing, the main advantage that you're getting over trying to be overly subtle is you're not wasting your time. If it turns out he's not interested, you know, you're not going to waste your time, waste your frustration, and you'll get to what you want sooner. You know, you, the process will be sped up a lot faster than say you being subtle. So you get what you want faster. And you're not wasting your time if he's not interested. All right. So just keep it simple. All right.
So that's it uh, for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Hey, provide me some feedback, you know, whether that uh, be via email, uh, the contact page on the website, or just, you know, on social media, you know, uh, at Sexmancers. Leave me some feedback. Do you like the format where I tried to give advice both uh, to single women, look, you know, getting the relationship started and what to do once they got their relationship as well as to married women? Or do you want me to just focus solely on uh, women who are currently in a relationship? You know, and for all the single women, you're just learning what to do once you land the guy. All right. So let me know. Let me know about that. All right. Thank you so much. Uh, leave me a rating and a review. Share this with anybody you know who's looking to improve their relationship and can benefit from this. Thank you so much, and I will be back again soon.